Good morning, listeners. This is Dr. Taylor Hartman with Very Best of Living. I'm with my good friend, Kat Larson. How are you, Kat? I'm good. You make me smile when you go, good morning. <laughs> I always love that that concept, like, good morning, Vietnam. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> Robin Williams, oh right? Oh, my gosh. Oh, it was the best. It Just was. excited and energy. And I hope our listeners feel energy when we're together. I mean, I feel it with you, Kat. It's just a fun uh, experience yeah. between Richie, you and I. It's just a great, it's a fun, fun team to work with is what I think. Yeah, so. yeah. Richie's our producer, so he's he's always great in getting us. I mean, he always has five stories before we start that gets us rolling on the floor with laughter. <laughs> that are terrific. So, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's fun. Well, I appreciate that, and it's um, nice to be on with you. We have kind of a lot of, uh, you know, have you ever, like, eaten, like, stew? Like, they put everything together that wasn't actually eaten and they make this great stew out of it Have you ever done that before in your life <laughs> yes i grew up in friday night was the week leftovers thrown in a pot with some you know sauce over yeah. it <laughs> yeah, yes yes oh my gosh you and i were raised the same way <laughs> so but the reality is today is a little bit of that there's some just some lingering questions people have asked you had a few you wanted to ask me as well i did and i'd like to kind of lead with that today okay um give our listeners a potpourri of Good mental health questions. Great. Okay. Great. Did you want to start? Or yeah. Yeah. I, I was listening to an interview and um, the, the woman was talking about, she had been to a therapist and she was talking about the fact that she was having a hard time in her relationship with her husband. Yes. And it was around, you know, their, their sexual life, their sex life. Uh -huh. And the therapist gave her the advice to just do something else so you don't have to do that, right? Yes, yes. Which really, which really- Like I, oral sex or something limited, not as connected. Exactly. Oh, like, yeah, okay. exactly. Like just yep. do something different that isn't as intimate as actual right. sex, um, that, but, but it would, you know, get the job done. And, and I just started thinking about us and, and you and you in therapy and I'm, and me in, in coaching, I'm on, your, coach, yep. I'm on your coaching yep. staff. As our responsibility to our beautiful clients and for people listening to us to not just, you know, take it and go, okay, I'm going to do that because it's so easy to take direction from, from the authority figure in that relationship. Correct. And my correct. agenda cannot be, or your agenda cannot be the person's agenda. That's correct. So I just would Imposed love for you to talk. Them. Yeah, I'd love for you to talk about how how we do, how you do that differently and what you've taught us um, that are on your staff different and yeah, how we go after this. It's uh, a great question. I'm somewhat disappointed in many therapists and coaches that exist. There are also excellent people that are doing excellent work, but mm -hmm. there are too many who really don't understand truth. They don't understand mental, emotional, spiritual truth. And so they take a small T truth that they think is good and they impose that as though it's a capital T truth and true for everybody. Mm -hmm. And so if you are needy, uh, looking for help and advice, you're vulnerable to saying, well, I, I don't have the answer, so I'll try that. That makes, makes sense. And I still remember this time that there was a talk show host, very pop popular woman uh, in LA, and a woman came on the line and said, you recommended that I not have a child that I pursue my business career and I am now 50 and I have such regret mm. on making that choice. I really, really wish I had not taken your advice. And the response she got from this 
talk show coach therapist was, well, it was your decision. So at the end, you did what you wanted to do. Cold, detached, no ownership at all, in that she had actually said that I would recommend you do the business approach to life uh, rather than a child. So what the difference in that, for example, is I, if I had been talking to that woman, right. I would say, tell me why that's an issue for you. Tell me why you're concerned about being a parent and or being a business success. What are you looking for? What means something to you? You make the decision, but I want you to ferret out what is the real truth here? Is it a fear-based agenda that you have going on? Is it a, um, a trauma-based agenda? Is it a love-based, healthy, proactive-based agenda? So anytime I work with somebody, I'm not the end-all. The truth is the end-all, and then their application of that ultimately is what makes the decision. Uh, for example, this woman who was told, we'll just have oral sex instead of real sex with your husband. What they're doing is they're hacking at the branches. They're trying to find a solution that just satisfies a higher level, superficial uh, solution instead of really getting at the core, which is why do you not want to be intimate with your husband? Not just sexually, but emotionally. What's going on with that? And it reminds me of this client that I have who she literally went to sex therapy for two years and still prefers a, um, a, um, a dildo mm -hmm. to her husband. I'm like, wait, what, what are you in therapy for two years to not connect with him? I'm not sure I understand that. And I, I think too many coaches and therapists give people an out, which may feel good in the moment because they don't make them look at the real truth, but it does not help them get better. Mm -hmm. It does not take them from where they are to a better place. So what you asked is a great question. What I do and what my coaches are taught to do is you base it on truth, on what's legitimate, and then you apply that truth to their agenda, like their rationale for why they're thinking what they're doing. And then at the end of the day, it's their call. I never want to be the one though that gave them false advice that comes back to haunt them. I want them to know why I believe what you're doing is false-based or truth-based. And then you could act on it depending on what you want to do. And you said um, three things. I think it was like if it's fear-based or love-based or what was the other thing you said? Uh, well, I know. I don't remember. Fear-based, love-based, depending on the agenda, selfish, uh, selfless. Right. Um, so if I'm, term, I'm looking at, at, at the business versus child conversation and I say, I don't know what to do. Taylor, I don't know what to do. I don't know whether to get blow up this business that I, that's starting to go or you know, stop and have a child right now. I, I, I'm stuck. Help me. What would you say to me? Okay. When were you not stuck? Was there a time in your life when you knew you wanted to be business, not mom or mom, not business? Was there a time or both? I've always wanted to do both, but now my business is taking off and it just doesn't seem fair to have a, a, a kid in all this. Plus, how am I going to have time to do all that? Okay. So I have to ask you now, what means the most to you? You tell me in terms of your life. So let's say you're, you're um, 35. And when you're 70, I want to know what will mean the most to you, a business that thrived or a child that you grew, what matters to you? How do I know that when I'm 70? No, I want you to think right now, 35 years from now, what will I want most in my quiver? A connection to an individual that I raised, raised from the womb or a business that I grew and developed. I want you to do that work. That's mm -hmm. your responsibility because it's your life. I see what you're doing. So let's say you say, um, okay, I, I'll, I, I'll, I'll think about that. Then I would go further mm -hmm. and I would say, okay, so why is it you have to choose between the two of them? 
Are you committed to a high level of business that maybe you could do less of and still be successful and have a child? Or are you thinking that, no, if I'm going to be a mom, I want to be a full-time mom. So I'm looking to see what their perception is of mm -hmm. business and, and parenting, mm -hmm. right? And then I would say to them, what's pushing your button right now? Is it the fact that you're getting older and you have to make that decision? Is it maybe you're thinking about your own childhood? What, what's causing you to cause this um, consternation in your life? Boy, that's great. <clears throat> it's talking it through with the person and giving them a safe place to really process what is going on and where's it coming from. And then you're always looking for the motive behind it, always. If the motive, for example, is they're getting pressure from their parents to provide a grandchild, that's a very different motive than I've always wanted to take care of someone or whatever it might be. I mean, and I think your point was really, really good. For example, women that go into the business world, mm -hmm. I mean, they have a much harder challenge than men do. Mm -hmm. Nobody ever said to me, well, shouldn't you have stayed home more? Mm -hmm. No, ever. But a woman always has to face that reality. Mm -hmm. And I've had women say to me, I'm really not nurturing. That's not my nature. I'm a better mom by not being home all the time. And I've had other women say to me, I can't do it that way. I need to be all hands on or not at all. So everyone's very different. Mm -hmm. So I do have to work within their realm of skill set and desires and all that. But there's still truth. Truth is in the motive. What's the real motive behind what's going on here? When you do, so like if you're marriage counseling, I also think that like the, the marriage counselor, you know, umbrella is the goal is to keep the marriage together. Do you ever think that weighs in with therapists? Like, you know, stay together. And maybe that's why that person was telling, you know, the, the woman to, well, if you can't do that, right, <laughs> do something right, else, right, right, you know, right. to stay together. Do you think that's a driving force oh, in the that's industry? So good. It's such a great point. I, I, I love that. And let me just address it. I have for do, done this for 50 years. And the goal I always have is for people to get clean. So I will always say, give us six months of really working on you and doing the right thing for the right reason in the relationship. And then when you have done that and it's not right for you, there's no energy there, the other party is not participating, then you can make the choice and you'll leave the relationship clean. And that will free you then to have a good experience going forward in your life. Mm -hmm. If, however, you're not taking any ownership for what happened with you in the relationship, like you've allowed things to go on too long and you don't want to own that, or you also have been very selfish or demanding or whatever else, if you can't see your role, then you'll take that inadequacy into the next phase of your life and have the same problem again. So I'm not opposed to divorce. I mean, there are people who don't belong together. Mm -hmm. But the reason they're divorcing is much more important to me than divorcing. Like, yeah. I want to know what's going on here. And often I find that the reason they got together in the first place was a viable reason. And perhaps it's best to put it back together and figure it out and learn to love each other and be together. On the other hand, I have always discovered there are certain people that are not going to make it work, work right. They're not going to be happy. It's not going to succeed. And then I'm very happy to say to them, you know what, you've done your work. You're not being accommodated in the relationship. If you feel like you need a better shot at a different life, then you need to go. And it's always upboard. I have never done something like behind a spouse's back. I've always wanted them to know, here's what's happening. 
Here's why I'm making the recommendation I am. Mm-hmm. And here's what you're doing or not doing that facilitates that for me. Always. Straight up. Taylor, do you, when you, you said something that, that the first six months is that, you know, getting yourself, if we use the Hartman system, get yourself, get truth, get over yourself, get others, that get self right. and get truth piece. If yep. somebody's just not taking that responsibility, is that what you're saying? Like yes. people just don't take responsibility. So after six months, it's like, that's not going to happen. <laughs> right. Right. You're hundred percent true. If I'm not willing to own my part, I'm not doing my work and I'm not going to get better by any means. I'm just looking for an easy out. And typically those people blame, like I'm blaming the the spouse. They're not loving, by the way, they're much more self-serving and they will take that into the next area of their life. But I want people to know and own what their role is in the relationship. That's my goal. And hopefully they'll get cleaned up and get happy. And I mean, I have a whole lot of success stories where people have done that. And I absolutely have stories where their best choice was to divorce, move on. You know, being raised a Catholic, it's interesting. I went through a divorce and it's interesting, you know, the conversations that we had around the, Mm. with my parents, me and my parents, um, around why to stay married. And, um, and that was hard. That was really hard because I was raised with that. I mean, very black and white, wrong and right. You just didn't do it. In, right. You know, I mean, and it was, it was quite a while. I mean, it's like the early nineties and it's, things have changed a little bit but between now and then, but you know, those hard Catholics, they're like, you just didn't get divorced. You nope. did not do it. Nope. And you're wrong for doing it. You're the bad person. Yep. Yeah. You're, you're the problem. You're the problem. That's such a great point. And you had to go against that norm to make the best decision of your life. Like, honestly, yeah, you said that we're both much happier Yep. and we have different relationships and they're better. Yes. I mean, that's what's so beautiful about what happened with you guys. But you had to take you. I remember how you had to actually be the the instigator, the promoter. The and I and I feel bad for people that are in a relationship where they're not getting any help from the spouse. They have to make this decision basically on their own. That's not an easy place to be. Well, the other thing is, is like when you want more overall in a relationship. Right. Then you become the instigator, and then then it all you almost automatically by default become the problem. Quote exactly because you want more. And I, right. I remember it's like me having these conversations, you know, every night yeah. two o'clock in the morning. Can I just be happy with this? Can uh, yes. I be happy? Yes. What's wrong with me? I'm the problem. I'm the pro- it's me. I'm the problem. And, well, and you know what's funny about that cat? It's well, we know that's true. So now we got that solved. <laughs> No, I'm so proud of you because I don't think it's an easy thing to have done. And I do think you're right. Most people say, you know what? I, maybe I'm over-exaggerating. Maybe I should be okay. Yes. And almost always they know in their heart it's wrong. Almost always. In their gut, they're like, I don't feel okay about this. But, but many stay. Many put up with it and they're not happy and they, and they won't be happy. It's not going to happen. Well, I kept thinking I'm broken. The reason yes. I'm not happy is because I'm broken. Wow. I'm this is so good. I have a problem. I have a problem inside of me. I'm not put together right. Work harder. Work harder. Work Correct. harder. And you know And you and, find all the flaws in you oh, from yes. your childhood. Oh yes. Oh my gosh. And they get poked. They they can poke those. Lots of people can say, Well, cat, you know, I've noticed this about you, or on and on and on. And maybe you, if you just relax that, you'd be okay in this relationship. And he loves you so much. Like, what more do you want in life? Or whatever, <laughs> oh. right? nail on the head and then it's wow. it's like you know when they're standing there looking at you god bless god bless yes. him he's they're standing yes. there looking at you going 
but I love you. I'm good. Oh my gosh. <laughs> and like a deer in headlights. Like, why is this happening? Yes. I'm so happy. I'm so satisfied. Yes. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> but I, but I hope that our, our audience is listening and, and understanding. Ultimately you are responsible for your life. Mm -hmm. And honestly, you stepped up and made your life legitimate. That's what you did. And I, it's not an easy process. And people, what frustrates me is there are people who are trying to, to, to abide by truth, clean motives, do the right thing. And they are the ones that get bullied and badgered repeatedly. Mm -hmm. I think of a client we just saw, they, they're such a great couple and he just didn't grow at all. And he was very fear-based and very self-obsessed with doing his own stuff. And his wife finally said, I, I want more. As long as I got, I was, her head was down, working hard, just like him. And once she got her head out of that grind and stopped working there, she said, I, I saw how empty I was. This is not okay with me. And she had been for years asking for more. Now that she knew she could actually achieve more, she said, I can't do this anymore. And had to end the, end the relationship. Oh my so God. I do. I hope our listeners that are listening realize you have to work at loving and living every single day in a relationship, looking for ways to make the person feel like uh, connected and cared about. And that includes yourself. And so when somebody is an addict and cheating on you or not committed to you, you have every right and responsibility to say, what do I need to do to get clean of this situation? And then whatever is going to come is going to come. I'm a big advocate of agency, Kat. Mm -hmm. I think people don't realize how much responsibility comes with being healthy, but you have to make choices in life. And whatever those choices are, good or bad, whatever, they're on you to make. I think our job as coaches and therapists is to help guide people so they feel legit, like they really come to terms with, you know what, this is what I'm going to do. This feels right to me. And then maybe help them with steps they can take. But I always feel like I think about clients I've worked with for years, like um, a woman getting literally up in the middle of the night and going having sex outside of the marriage and, and justifying it. And I was like, okay, so you need to know that is not clean. That is not going to enhance the quality of your life. But you have to choose what you're going to do. Well, I'm just not ready to give it up. Okay, just understand the consequences. That's fine. That's your call. But I want you to know the consequences. I would not sit back and go, well, you know what? That sounds like fun. I, I think it's good. If you found an alternative to being able to stay in the marriage, that probably makes sense to me. I mean, but if someone chooses to do that, I will say to them, you are cheating your husband and you're cheating yourself and you're cheating the other man you're having sex with, just so you know that. Um, and if that's okay with you, just draw that line and own it in your life. When you say but, legitimacy, can you give the, the bullet points that you line up to see if somebody's legitimate? I know we talked about this, but I just want to bring it back up. Well, let's, let's go with congruence. Okay. For example, you make a choice to marry someone. Mm -hmm. If you sign that commitment, then it's not legitimate to break the covenant with that person and behind their back. That's mm. not legitimate. If you're a drug addict and you're lying about where you're stealing money from, that is not legitimate. That is self-serving at the expense of another party, including yourself for that matter. Mm -hmm. So legitimate is honest, congruent direct. Mm -hmm. There's not justifications going on, right? I had a conversation with a guy the other night that I adore. I mean, I love this man. He is so, so quality. Mm -hmm. And he's not happy in his life and with his marriage. And she wants him and she wants him to want her. And I said, buddy, 
you have got to step up and commit to caring. And then if by doing that, you find it really, really isn't what you want to do, I can live with that. But you can't just kind of fade away and stay in limbo. And in fact, I said to him, I have more problems with people in limbo than people who hate. I have more problem with that because oh. I can't respect it. I just, I just don't understand why you would not take ownership for choosing to love, for choosing to give back, for choosing to change. And then ultimately, it frees you. If by doing that, it does not meet your need, it doesn't help the relationship, whatever, you have many, many alternatives. But if you don't ever step up and own that and face it, you'll always be a coward. So, I mean, that's, that's you know, what's hard about that for me, Kat, is it mental health, good, healthy mental health, emotional health, spiritual health is tied to laws and rules that many people don't want to adhere to. It's funny, if I need to like build some, bi bi my biceps, mm -hmm. There are only certain things I have I can do. Mm -hmm. I have to do those things. Mm -hmm. Like I have to lift weights. I have to do that. And nobody says, you know what? I'm just going to do leg exercises and I think my biceps will come along. Nobody ever says, yeah, you're probably right. That's a good thing to do. But in mental, spiritual, emotional health, people literally make suggestions that are completely disconnected to developing the skill or the health that you need. And yet people buy it. Like they believe it. I'm like, why are we so clear on physical health, but not so clear mental, emotional, spiritual? Why is Why that? Why do you think? First of all, I think it's harder, number one. Sure. It's much, much harder. Sure. And number two, I think people are twisted. Like they create in their mind reasons why they think it's okay for them to misbehave. And by misbehaving, they continue to justify that by aligning with irrational thinking. Or other people are doing it, so why not? Or I deserve to because I've been wronged. Or the twisted, irrational thinking I see people go through on a regular basis is it's almost overwhelming because it's it's they will never get better if they don't commit to the, the laws of good mental, emotional, spiritual health. Like I was talking to a guy the other day who was just so he's so great, very red, very strong and bold kind of guy. And he was going off on his daughter. He was so mad he couldn't speak. So mad, he actually left the house and stayed away for the night. And he, he came back and, and he was yelling, like screaming at his daughter. who She was part and parcel of the problem. I'm mm -hmm. not saying she wasn't. Mm -hmm. But he's a grown man. Mm -hmm. And he was so great. He goes, I have got to learn to manage my emotions. I can't expect her to do something I'm not willing to do. And I'm like 28 years old. That's not okay. I loved his humility. He went back and apologized. That I'm wrong. He goes, I know, but I was out of line. Daddy he goes, it doesn't matter. What you did is not what gave me license to do what I did. I need to work on managing my emotions. And I, I was like, welcome to the positive path of good mental health. Good for you. Like learning to manage who you are. And you know, Kat, we've talked about this before. It sits in the, you know, what's emotional maturity. Mm -hmm. And one of those is managing your emotion. Right. Right. It's funny as we're, as we're talking about the, you know, it's like, obvious you know go and work your leg muscles and think you're mm -hmm. you know how to grow things how to how to get definition yeah. or how to yeah. how to change your body is right. i'm wondering if it's the same concept because when you lift weights to see a difference to actually in your body you have to continually increase the weight to failure you have to get to where you're lifting a weight till failure and then you start seeing because i can yeah, i can lift 
you know, it will, it will do something for me. But if I want to see a bicep grow, I have yep. to like stress it. And, and next time, if I do 25, next time I do, you know, I, in two weeks, then I try 30 and I go to yep. failure and then I next. And yep. so I'm just, excellent. I'm wondering if in this Paco so great, you know, the guy, you know, he's like our, he's like our, our research victim. <laughs> um, he's my research victim. Is that there's like, do we have? You know, he he does say things, and I really have to watch myself because I mean, I can pick at so many things, and it's yeah, like, is this ever ending? And I said, yeah. well, I Not really, I don't know if it is. I mean, I don't want it to feel like, oh my gosh, we're working every day at something. But when something comes up, I do point it out for us, and it's an interesting question because it feels like that we're lifting heavier weights now 100%. in our relationship. Well, and you honestly have never stopped valuing that. No. But I will say in Paco's defense that there are people who are more driven for the heavier weights mm -hmm. and others are, can we just maintain? Yes. Just 20 pound weights. Are we good with that? Yes. So it's harder when you're with someone like you yes. who really is not satisfied. No, I want to keep growing. I like what I'm learning. I like what I'm discovering because of my growth. I do think that's remarkable that you have that. And I think in many ways, he gains from being with someone like you who will push him further. But yeah. it's still harder for him. It's, it's not that he's, there's nothing wrong with him. It's just the, no. what happens to us together. It's not like I'm looking at him going, I'm trying to fix you. It's like our relationship is getting to the next level because. Right. You know, both of right. the stuff I have to do too. Right. No, but you're committed to that process. And I, I actually love that, by the way. Because I think you'll be happier in life because you're actually growing as opposed to just sitting, just allowing. Uh -huh. I think it's important for our listeners to think, am I, in fact, it's something you might want to consider. I love the idea of the post-it note. Mm -hmm. Like just, just for a week, put a, a post-it note somewhere where you're going to see it every day with just a phrase or a word and see what it does for you. If you could just focus on, like, for example, how did I make life more beautiful today? Like that's all your, that's your post-it note. That's it. All I'm asking is for one week, put that up there and see if it enhances the quality of your life. So you and I were talking about today about truth mm -hmm. and how we use that in coaching and therapy. Mm -hmm. I think it'd be really cool for our, our listeners to apply that principle to their own life and look at a truth they want to embrace. And I agree with you, by the way, if our listener fails on a day, it's not the end of the world. Mm -mm. Okay. You're trying a heavier weight. Mm -hmm. You're learning something harder. Mm -hmm. And that's, that's not a problem. The problem I think is if you get discouraged, you beat yourself up. I'm never going to be good enough. You take a negative attitude when the process of getting fit spiritually, emotionally, and mentally requires failure. Yes. It requires trying new stretches that you're not used to. Yes. Oh, well, we got to quit for today. Um, okay. Thank you, as always. Listeners, we love you. And by the way, we really appreciate the message you send in. Um, we're going to talk about a couple of those questions uh, on our next podcast. Oh, that so, sounds fun. Thanks for today. Great experience. Goodbye love you guys. Bye-bye. Hey, Color Code family. It's Kathy Larson. I want you to take down a number. I want you to put this in your contact list under the people code. The number is 385-526-2350. Again, 385-526-2350. Text the word VIP to that number 
and you'll get back from us a request for your name and your email. That way we'll be in touch with you on anything that's happening at the People Code, any offerings, exciting things that are coming up, and you can let us know what your needs are by texting us at that number. Look forward to staying connected even more. Thanks so much. Talk to you soon. Bye-bye.